beginning at verse number 13. James chapter 4, beginning at verse number 13. It says, Go to now, ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city, and continue there a year, and buy and sell, and get gain. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. You may be seated. Father, God in heaven, Lord, as we bow before you tonight, Lord, we're thankful for what we've heard, what we've felt, what we've seen, what we know down in the depths of our heart here tonight. We're thankful, Lord, for your sweet spirit that we felt. We're thankful for these testimonies. We're thankful for the singing. We're thankful for these people that have chose to be with us tonight, whether in the pews, whether in the parking lot or on Facebook. God, we're just honored uh, to have them tonight. And God, we just pray, Lord, that you'd use us. God, that you'd help us. And God, that you'd take this stammering tongue and take these broken words and God, that you did them together and bind them together, and God, that someone would be benefited from it. And Lord, that you would be honored and you would be glorified from it. Help us tonight, Lord. You know how we need you. Certainly stand in need and stand in want of your touch tonight. We love you. Thank you and praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, tonight, I, I believe from the context of the scripture that we read, I believe what the writer James is saying that. Perhaps you, I got an envision of a, a businessman, if you will, that would go out and try to make much gain. And he would go to and from a different city to city and how he would plan it out. And he, he had it all figured out and he had it all planned out. And, and then he would kind of sit back and relax and, and kind of enjoy of what he had what he had done on his own, if you will. But, you know, I believe what James was saying uh, there in verse number 14, he said, how in the world do you even know that we're going to be able to be around uh, tomorrow? Let alone, uh, he said, did it not say there a year, a year from now or something like that there in, uh, in one of those verses, it talked about a, a staying in that city for a year in verse number 13, it says, and continue there a year. So how, if, if we, if we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, how can we plan out a year in advance? You think about that. And I, I thought about in verse number or in, in chapter number 12 of, of St. Luke, you remember where uh, Jesus gives a parable there of a, a certain man. The Bible says that he was a he was a wealthy man, I believe, a rich man, I believe the Bible says, and how that it said that his ground brought forth plentifully. And how that he had much fruits, and and how that he didn't have a place to put them all. He had so he had so much fruit and had so much uh, profit there, if you will. He didn't even have a place to put them, and he thought within himself. He said, "This is what I will do." And if you count the eyes, they're in those few short verses. There's six eyes. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'll do this. But he said, "I'll tear down uh, my own my old buildings." And I'll build greater buildings. And I'll set aside all this much fruit. And then he said, when I get all this put together, the Bible says that he'll take his ease and he'll eat and be merry and drink and be merry. And But then, then it goes on to say that Jesus said that thou fool, 
Yeah. Tonight, yeah. thy soul is required of thee. In other words, that man had absolutely no idea. He had every everything planned out. He had it all figured out in his own mind. But let me just say this. God has the last say so. God's going to make the final decisions in your life, in my life. When it comes down to it, you and I, hey, I, I, don't, I don't govern myself. I don't control myself. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. But thank God there's a God in heaven that, that can see far past my future and know exactly where I'm going to be tomorrow. I know this. He's already in my tomorrow. Amen. He's in my next week. Thank God that I serve a God that's all known. You know, I thought about this. I thought that when I think about my life, I live for the moment. This is the moment that we're in, and, and this is how I live. I can't live for the past. I can't live for the future. Amen. I've just got to live for what God has given Amen. me right now. Amen. Now, you think about this. I know that, that uh, God... Had, he, he's got it all planned out, and, and it's like he can see the, the the just like Ricky gets up and does the timeline. He sees the beginning, right? All at the same time, he looks and sees the end. Amen. I can't get a hold of that. I can't get my uh, little pea brain wrapped around that tonight. But I'm trusting the Lord and know that He's already there. Know that I can just depend upon Him and put my faith and trust and hope in Him, and He's going to be there. But you know, getting back to the the scripture here, you think about this man uh, that we we wrote or read about here in James chapter number four, and you know that I believe that he was he was seeking gain, he was seeking profit, he was seeking money, if you will. Let me just say this: money cannot buy you peace. Money cannot buy you happiness. You can't go out here and work yourself to death and think that it's going to uh, it's going to make you happy and, and give you joy and, and peace in your life. No, no one has ever been uh, found peace in working and, and trying to uh, make money for a living. But you think about this. I thought, you know, I thought about it, it's James is trying to teach us here that I, I let me just say this. It's it's not even worth going out here and even if we were able to make much gain and leaving the Lord out of it. I think that we ought to seek the Lord in everything that Amen. we do. I think we ought to seek His counsel, seek His guidance, seek His direction in everything that we do. We ought to seek Him first and foremost before we make a decision. Before we uh, go out here and do this or that, I believe we ought to consult with the Lord. Amen. I believe that tonight. And, and it's not worth making a, a decision without Him. But you thought you think James is trying to teach us here that, that it could be the Lord's will. We'll do this. Right. We'll do that. Not my will, but if it be the Lord's will. You know, I remember, I want to share this with you. Kind of a funny story that I heard. I remember hearing about, maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, but I remember hearing about a, a farmer that was out in his yard working one day, and a man come walking by leading, his neighbor come walking by leading a horse. And the farmer asked him, said, hey, buddy, where are you going with that horse? He said, well, I don't need him no longer. I'm going to take him down to the auction. I'm going to uh, auction him off, and I'm going to get the money, and I'm going to go back home. And, well, the old farmer spoke up and said, well, if it be the Lord's will, you, oh, I don't get into all that Lord's will business. And he said, I'm telling you, this is my horse. I'm going to take him down there. I'm going to sell him. I'm going to get the money. And the farmer interrupted him and said, well, the Bible says we ought to say the Lord. He said, I don't care what the Bible says. This is my horse. I'm, this is what I'm going to do with my horse. Well, off he went. 
Several hours later, here, here he came. The farmer looked up, and here come that fellow back. His clothes was ripped off of him. He was bleeding. He was bruised. He was a mess. He, he was just a, a total sight. And the farmer asked him, so what in the world happened? He said, I went down there, and I sold that horse. And he said, I got the money for that horse. was on my way back up the road. And he said, a bunch of thugs jumped out and beat me up. They stole my money. They left. They beat me half to death and ripped my clothes off of me. And the old farmer asked him, so what, where are you going now? He said, well, I'm going home. Lord will. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to include the Lord's will. God knows how to get our attention. But I, if it can be the Lord's will, we'll do this or we'll do that. But you think, you know, there's not a one of us in here tonight that knows. Now, let me just ask you, how many, how many of you have plans for tomorrow? I know that Lord willing, yeah. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'll go home and go to bed tonight. I'll get up in the morning. I'll get myself dressed and I'll drive down the road and I'll go to work. Lord willing. I've got that planned out in my sure. mind. But let me just say this. If that's not God's will for my life, right. we ought not do it. And let me just say this. There, there's uh, two different types of, at least two different types of God's will. There is his omissive will. That means that he will allow things to happen. But then there's there's things that he will not that he will not allow to happen. But you think about this. I, I thought no doubt that every one of us has plans. Now every one of us has something that we got in mind that we're going to do tomorrow. But you know what? When it really comes down to it, we may not even be there. Amen. We may not even come to that place in, in life where we've got, already got in our mind and we've got it all figured out right here. But you know what? If it be the Lord's will, maybe we can do this or maybe we can do that. But you know, you can go uh, You can go to these these people and they'll, they'll take those cards and they'll read those cards and maybe they'll look at the signs and tell you what your future holds you. You can go to someone and they might be able to look at your palms oh, and Lord. read your palms and they're, they're, those fortune tellers, but you know, they'll, they'll sit around and, and uh, that smoke fries or whatever, they got oh, the incense yeah, burning and, and it smells like a camel on fire, but you, th you think about all that and my goodness, there's not a one of us even them. They have no idea what tomorrow holds. Amen. I want you to know that Amen. Jesus, he knows what's in my tomorrow. Yes, sir. He knows what's in your tomorrow. Yes, sir. But I thought about, you know, I, I thought about this. I, the, James told us there that he said that our life is as a vapor. Now you think about that vapor. There's substance to that. You can see that. You can feel it. And, and that's where we're at right now. We're in the vapor part of our life. But notice what he said. He said that one day, or it, it, what does that vapor do? It here for a moment, and then it vanishes away. So we're going from a vapor to a vanish. You ever think about that? Yes, we're here for a moment, and then we're gone. Yeah. Then the vanish comes. But in between that vapor period... And the vanish period, that's where we're at right now. And you know, I, I believe this. I believe that we ought to include God in everything that we set our lives out to do. Everything, every decision that we make, every choice that we make. You know what? I believe that we ought to consult him on what clothes we get up and put on in the morning. How we sit down and put our shoes and put our britches on. We ought to consult the Lord in everything. From the things that we eat... You think about that. Yes. Hey, I believe we ought to consult the Lord in, in absolutely everything. And you know, I, I thought that 
You know, I mentioned that, that we're, we're living for the moment, and I believe God designed it that way. You, you think about your past, and you think about uh, the, the baggage and, and the things from your past and the hurt and, and, and whatever. Maybe Now, I'm not trying to throw this up in your face, but you think about it, and now you think about uh, sometimes uh, the, the pressures of life in the very moment is hard to, is hard to uh, face. And then not only that, you, you think... Could you imagine combining the past, present, and future all in one? I don't believe we can bear it. I don't believe we could stand it. But thank God that he, he's put it the way he's put it. But, Amen. You know, I want, I want you to notice this. There's a few things I want you to notice from this passage of Scripture. And first of all, I thought, you know, how, how can we keep from being overwhelmed from the pressures of life and from the things of life? And I thought about this. I, I believe... First of all, I believe that God has an absolute plan sure for your life. Amen. And I believe that tonight, and I believe he's got an absolute plan Amen. for my life. Uh, the Bible says in Psalm 118 and 24, it says, This is the day that the Lord hath made. You think about God made this day specifically for you. And God made this day specifically for me. Now, when you get to thinking about that, that word made, this is the day that the Lord has made. You know, I thought about that, and I thought about, uh, you think about a, a construction site, and you think about the architect that would sit down and take those, uh, those thoughts in his head, and he would put them on paper, which is called the blueprints, and how he would lay it out and how he would design it. And you know, before even before the first grain of dirt was ever turned over, you know what that architect's got to do? He's got to put his stamp of approval on those blueprints. In order for any type of, 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 of work to begin on any construction project, the, the architect and the engineer's got to put the stamp of approval on it. So you think about this, and then when, when the, the construction begins... You know what happens? They get out there and man, they get to digging and throwing dirt here and throwing dirt there. It looks like a mess. Now you think about our lives. At times, it, it's a mess. At times, it seems like our lives are flipped completely upside down and it just seems like it's just total chaos. But my goodness, you think there's something that God has got in the making. There's something that God has got in the works. And you think at the end of the job when the construction is finished and completed, you look at the great building that might be built. You look at the great towers that might be built. Hey, I'm telling you today that God's got a plan for your life. It may be muddy right now. It may be dirty, right? It may seem like chaos, but let's hold on a little bit. God's got a plan for your life. Amen. Now you think about this. I, I thought that, you know, he. let me just say this. There's never been a thing that you have gone through in this life that God has not put his approval in. I believe that. There's never been a thing that I've gone through that's caught God by surprise. Right. You think about that. Anything that you face in this life, it's got to go through his desk. Amen. I believe that. It's got to go through the Lord before, yes, before I'll ever face anything in this life. And you know, God will say, well, he, he's built this way. He can handle that. He can, he, can, he can take that. You know what? He'll never put us through anything that we can't bear. Right. He'll never put us through something, anything that we can't, we can't handle. Now you think about this. I thought about not only does he have a plan for our life, but I believe he's also got a purpose Amen. for our life. You know, and I'd like to just stand up here and tell you that everything's going to be perfect. Everything, 
everything's going to work out just the way you want it to. Everything's going to be just right. But you know what? Sometimes life is life. And sometimes life is tough. And we get kicked around. We get knocked down. You remember Joseph. You remember the life of Joseph sure. and how his brothers sold him. They threw him in a pit and then they sold him and, and how he went down and become a, a servant basically. And how the, I believe that everything that that man touched prospered. God had his hand upon hey, him. Man. But you think how he was in Potiphar's house and how his wife, you remember Potiphar's wife, how she accused him and how he was thrown into prison. And he went, you think about that, he went from the, from the prison, from Potiphar's house to prison, to the palace. You think about that and how he was in the prison and he had those dreams and the dreams came true. How he interpreted the, uh, interpreted the dreams of the, the butler and the butcher, I think it was. But you think uh, how God had his hand upon his life and how he became second in command. You think about that over that whole territory over there. Yes, sir. And how that it was a great famine and Joseph uh, had a dream about that famine and it came true. He might. And how that his brothers, remember the very ones that sold him, the very ones that betrayed him and got rid of him, how his brothers came looking for corn. Remember that? Come down to Egypt looking for corn. And, and they didn't recognize Joseph, but he looked and seen his brothers. Yeah. And the Bible says he began to weep. Yeah. He fell upon their necks and loved them. And Amen. you know what? I believe they were fearful for their lives. Yeah. Because he, Joseph said, hey, I'm your brother. I'm, I'm Joseph. I'm the one that you sold. How that God had his hand upon him, had a purpose for his life sure. to sustain his family. And not only that, to, so you think about the, the millions of people just because of that one man. You think about what God had done, done through Joseph. You know, the Bible says there that what his brothers intended for evil, yeah. God intended for good. And how the, you know, the devil may have something for you, and I'm sure that he does, and it's uh, he's up to no good. He yeah. intends evil for your life, but I want you to know what Satan intends for evil for your life. God's yeah. God, and I'm telling you, God's got something good in, in store for you tonight. He's got a purpose uh, for your life. But you know, even with the plan, and even with the purpose, there's this thing called pressure. Sure. You ever think about that? There's this thing called pressure. That you have to deal with. And I understand that that over the course of a year in the United States, that there is somewhere around $11 billion worth of antidepressants sold in the United States. Simply because people are overwhelmed. People are pressured. People, people are, you think about it, almost a billion dollars a month in antidepressant drugs that is sold across the United States of America because of pressure on their life, because of, of bad decisions, if you will, in their life, because of, of the, they've done this when they should have done that. You think about it and how I, I believe a lot of times they've, they've gotten themselves in, into a mess. But, but you know, you think about, you think about the, the pressures of life. And you know, at times we're burdened down. At times, we, you know, you've got to be careful at times when you walk up to somebody and ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Oh my. You gotta be careful about that. You'll leave her wanting to go home and grab a cat by the neck or something. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> but you know, you think about in first Corinthians chapter ten, in verse number thirteen, it says, There hath no temptation taken you. 
but such as is common to man. In other words, anything that you're going through right now, somebody's already been there. Somebody's already done it. Somebody's already gone through it. But it says, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is that is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. You ever think about that? In other words, now you, I want you to think about that word bear. In other words, what that word bear means, it means to, if, if you study that and look at that and, and translate it a little bit, it means to carry. Yeah. It doesn't mean to hold. Now, if I'm, if I'm holding something, I'm, I'm just standing here holding it. But if I'm carrying it, I'm moving with it. So you think about it. He tells us that he's made a way of escape. Now it, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say if the temptations come, and it doesn't say they won't come. But it. it I believe that those temptations are coming. If they hadn't already come, they're coming. But you think about that word bear. In other words, I believe we've got to keep moving. We've got to keep striving. We've got to carry what God has allowed us to carry. And you think about that. You think of what he allowed Job to carry. Right. And how that he, uh, he took basically everything but his own life and his own wife's life. You think about that and how, how that he was burdened. And, you know, you think about, about that word bear. He'll never put anything more on us than we can handle. And we can bear, but you know, I believe in order, he tells us that we he makes a way of escape. But it, so, if, if that door over there is the escape route, in order for me to get to the escape, I've got to move over there to it, I've got to carry the burden that he's given, or maybe we uh, put on ourselves at times, and I've got to get to the door of escape. We've got to keep moving. We've got to keep going. Now you think about this. I, there's three other things I want to I want to share with you tonight, just just real quick, and we'll be done. But I thought about you know going back and looking at at, at the plan and and the purpose and and the pressures of life that we face at times. You know I, I believe a, a lot of that depends upon who we are following in life. Who is leading us? Who is guiding us? Who is directing our steps? Now, let me just say this. The Bible says that, that Jesus is our great shepherd. Amen. Yeah, amen. And the shepherd will lead the sheep. You can't, you can't drive sheep. You can't be behind them and drive them. You're right. But you've got to lead amen. the sheep. You know, you know we're like, as Christian individuals, we're likened unto the sheep. Uh -huh. amen. And I'm just going to say this. Uh, you bear with me and you pray for me. Bless but, uh, you, but, uh, you, the sheep is not the smartest animal in, in the field. And I don't mean to upset nobody's uh, apple cart or whatever, but you think about it. And I believe he's shown us that we've got to have him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about you, but I need him. Amen. i got to have him every Amen. step, every moment, everything that I do in my life. I've got to have the Lord. You're right. Amen. Thank God that he leads me. And you know what? There's been a time or two when I've got ahead, got ahead of him. And you know what? I, I don't know where I'm going. I like that old song, where he leads, I will follow. He knows the way. He knows what route to take. Uh -huh. He knows which direction to go. Sometimes I'll get ahead of him. And sometimes I'll get tripped up and fall. And it seems like I'll 
I remember one time I got tripped up. I don't remember where I was at. I was walking somewhere and I got tripped up. And I mean, I fell. seemed like I fell for five minutes. I mean, I just made a mess up. But you know, I thought about my life and how a lot of times I'll get ahead of, if we're not careful, we'll get ahead of the Lord and we'll get tripped up and we'll fall for days if we're not careful. Amen. My goodness, we got to stay behind him. Amen. Allow him to lead and guide us and counsel us. He knows where to go. But you know, David said that he anointeth my head with oil. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I got to thinking about that oil. And why would he anoint the head of the sheep? Oh, yeah. Understand that that the flies yes, sir. over in that land was just relentless. Yeah. And they had teeth about that long. Yeah. <laughs> And how that they would aggravate those sheep and they would bother them and harass those sheep. So so the shepherd would take that oil and he would dump the oil on the on the he head might. of that sheep and he would anoint yeah. so that the flies won't torment and bother them. And you know I understand that uh Beelzebub, was that what they called Jesus there at one point? Mm -hmm. That he was and basically he, they said that he was he was of the devil. But I understand that that word simply means Lord of the flies. Right. And how the, that Satan is out here as a, a pest fly flying around Amen. buzzing and aggravating you and Amen. he's diving in and he's doing... How many of you have been swatting at them flies? And I mean, they're just aggravating you to death. That's what Satan does to our lives. Amen. He's aggravating, is he not? Amen. I don't like him. I Amen. want to get rid of him. Amen. we got to be careful. But you know, the shepherd anoints the head of that sheep. And also understand this, that in those... In those places over there in the desert, we know that there were snakes. And we know that we go back to, to Moses. Moses picked up the serpent, remember? But we know that um, there's snakes in that land. And I understand that when the shepherd is leading the sheep, he can go along before them and go in front of them. And he might be able to look and know that there's a snake hole there. Yeah. And I heard of the instances the where they would dump the oil down yes, in sir. the snake hole. And you think about my goodness, I get excited to think yes, that there, there's a God that's looking out every step Amen. that I take. Oh. He's watching me. Amen. And you think about you think about the, the attacks that have been deterred simply because the oil had been dumped Amen. in the snake pit so that when the snake comes up out of the pit, he can't get traction and yeah, he starts right back John. down into his pit. Thank God that there's a, a shepherd that goes before me. Amen. That he knows the way. He knows the enemy. He knows how to protect me. He knows how to... You think about that tonight, church. My goodness, the attacks that have been deterred. Amen. We don't even know about them. Don't even know. Thank God. There's been times we've been blindsided. There's been times we've been hit hard and, and been hurt. But thank God there's those times when, when Satan tries to lunge at you and he can't get you. Yes. Because the shepherd has already gone. Before. Amen. Thank God tonight. You know, not only do we need to pay attention who is leading us and who we're following after, but you know, I, I understand that or the, the, the shepherd or the sheep was was limited. You know, they could only they could only do so much. And you think about as a as a Christian, you think about there's there's only so much that we can bear. 
He, he said there in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and 13 that we may be able to bear. And he's not going to put no more on us than what we can bear. But you know, God knows exactly just what we need. He knows exactly just what I can handle. He knows exactly just what you can handle tonight. And, and I thought about, you know, I, I, I remember I remember hearing about uh, somebody was doing a study on ants. And they watched this colony of ants and how that they would, it had those uh, different pathways through that, that colony there and, and how that there was a, a deep valley. But they said that there was one that picked up a piece of straw and he put that straw. Now I understand that ants, these worker ants, uh, I understand that they can carry 20 times their weight. You think about that. 20 times of their weight. But they, they noticed when they was doing this study that this one particular ant picked up this piece of straw and he put it on his back and he was trying to get home with it. And he said they watched this ant and he was struggling under the weight and under the burden of that, of that piece of straw and how he staggered and he about fell and got tripped up a time or two. And he said he finally come to the place where there was a deep valley and he could not get through that valley with that straw on his back. But they watched him. And they said that he took the straw off of his back, he laid it down, and he shoved the straw across the gap, across the valley. He walked across the straw, got on the other side of the valley, and pulled the straw back towards him, put it up on his back, and it said, and it kind of was humorous, it said that he waved to the other ones as he was going towards the home. You think about that. You think about the burdens. And the valleys that we're in. You think about the deep dark valleys. And those burdens that we're carrying. You know what it seems that sometimes we can't get through the valleys. It seems sometimes they're too deep. They're too dark. But you know what I believe. But sometimes because of the burdens that we bear. God is going to turn those into a promise. You think about that. God is going to take our burdens. And turn them into a blessing. He's going to take. My goodness you think. He's going to take those deep dark valleys. And turn them into a victory tonight. You think what God can do with what we're working with. My goodness, you think what Jesus has done in your life alone and what he has done in my life in the valleys that I have been in, the valleys that you have been in, it seems like we can't take another step farther. But then the Lord shows up and gives us the help right on time. You know, I thought about not only do we need to watch who who's leading us and who we're following after and, and, and about our limitations. But I thought about this. You know, there's people that is watching you every step of the way. Amen. Every step you take. You realize that, that we may not even, even understand that or realize it, but I believe this. I believe that every step that we take, there's someone watching. How we handle this situation. How we handle that. And you think, you know, I, I believe that because of the burden and the valley that I may be in right now, I can look and see that someone's already gone through it. Someone's already carried the same burden that I've carried. They've done went through that valley and they've come out on the other side 
And I can look ahead and, and be encouraged by that. I thought as Mabel stood there and she talked about being almost 85 years old and, and how that no doubt that I don't know when she got saved, but, but you think about when, when she got saved and how that she's walked and been faithful to, you know what? It encourages me, Mabel. It, it encourages me, Sister Faye, right. to hear you stand and testify and tell of what Jesus has done in their life. It encourages me, Brother Bob, when Bob stands up and testifies what the Lord has done in his life. You think about these older ones that's been, that's gone on and they've been there and they've done that and they can look back and, and you know what the same God that delivered them and brought them through the valleys and, and helped carry their burdens it's the same God that can carry your burdens tonight and get you through those That's dark it. valleys my goodness you think God has certainly been good to every one of us tonight church he's certainly been good you know it, it's hard to say what some of us is going to face tomorrow you know what? We may get that phone call and say, cancer. You think about it. But you know you think about these others. You think about Brother Bernie that's testified and God has healed him from cancer. Amen. Bless his holy Praise name. Praise the Lord. Brother Bernie, I know that the same God that's helped you, it's the same God that will help everybody else if they just call out on him and lean on him and trust in him tonight. You think about what God has done. You look at the young people. You just look around at these. Let me, let me just say, let me ask you this tonight. If you're over the age of 65 years old and you're able, would you stand with me tonight for me, please? Praise the Lord. Look around, young people. Amen. Look around, middle-aged people. You listen. Yeah. Anytime you're going through a burden, you're going through a trial, you're going through a battle, you just look and know that they've been there. And the same God that delivered them, it's the same God that will deliver you tonight. Thank God for what God has done in those people's lives. It's a testimony and it's encouraging to me Amen. to look and see how God has brought others along the right. way. And know that I'm not in it alone. You're not in it alone. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for the valleys that he puts us in. Appreciate every one of you tonight. If you're able, would you stand with me? I want to ask Wendy and Brian to, if they're able to come back and get us a song of invitation. And I want to encourage you tonight, church. If you're here and you've got a burden, if you're in that valley, you got something on your heart, something on your mind. If you just need to talk to Jesus tonight, why don't you do that? Why don't you come?